Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. Today on The Believer's Voice of Victory, Kenneth Copeland and Bill Winston describe how perfected love casts out fear and renders Satan helpless in his attempt to interfere with God's purpose for your life. Now, let's join Kenneth. Hello, everybody. I'm Kenneth Copeland. This is The Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we just praise you today. Lord, we thank you for all of the marvelous and wonderful things that have happened on, uh, on the broadcast. I know in my spirit that something very, very special happened on the broadcast yesterday. Somebody's life was saved. And we praise you and we thank you for it. We give you the honor and the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, let, let, us, let us know about what happened yesterday uh, or any time on this broadcast uh, with, with Brother Bill all last week and this oh. week. We rejoice in these testimonies. They are so big to us. Bill, get us back into this. Praise God. Let's have. Let we, we really, I, I'm telling you, uh, the, I, I know, I, I know when that when that miracle anointing yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it it's it's almost impossible to describe it and i know when it bursts forth and it happened yesterday it happened it, it happened, happened to yes, close the, it started working in me yeah. during the broadcast mm. but right there at the end of that man i'm yeah. telling you it exploded yeah. because that's one of the ways that i think the enemy has of trying to keep people bound is keep them in bitterness and unforgiveness and angry I, and I you know, think it's the main reason. Mm. Main way. Mm. I think it's the main way. Because if he can't stop the love, he can't stop nothing. That's exactly if right. If he can't stop the that, word, he's helpless, Bill. You know, um, I, I listened to a sermon one time by uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. And it was about each one of us has something called the drum major instinct where we, we, we look forward to a day we can be out front. We can, we can lead something and so forth. He said that's, that's in us. But first, be number one in love. I'll never forget that. And that, that practice of love no matter what somebody calls you, no matter what somebody says to you, can keep a man or a family or a city or people moving forward because you can't do it without no, love. No, you can't. You can't do it without you love. We, 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 we can get angry, we can do something, but that love has got to be in there somewhere to rule over everything because it, 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 it's God. It's God. It is God. It's God moving this thing forward. And I'll never forget the day, Bill, that God showed me 
that a, a born again, Holy Spirit baptized soldier mm. prepared for war needs to go into combat under the law of love. Well, Copeland, how could you possibly do that? You better. You can't afford to hate that enemy. That's right. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, but what am I going to do? If you have to, shoot him. Mm -hmm. exactly. But you don't shoot him because you hate, hate him. It. You shoot him because you're a soldier, soldier. And, and you're, you're in oh. covenant. Yes. I, we we got to say this. I, I have a covenant relationship with Gloria. Mm -hmm. I love her with all my heart. Yep. And I have that covenant relationship before God. A, as a man, according to the Scripture, I love her even as God loved the church, and I am to protect her. And, and, and I take that very, very seriously. Now, I take extreme... I take keeping the walk of love to an extreme level. I, I'm, I have, I, I, I don't see any excuse in breaking yeah, that. Yeah. It's a commandment from God. Mm. So I love you. Yes. I'm in covenant with her. I love you because I'm commanded to. And you come up and you start to hurt her. I'm going to hurt you. That's exactly Because right. I am in covenant with her. I have covenant responsibility with her. If I have to, I'll kill you. Mm, mm, mm. But I, I'm, I am going to protect her. Well, that's A that, soldier. That's that bare arms thing. Isn't yes. It? That's, that's yes. what he's talking about, see. Yes. But I can't hate you, man. Not hate. I, I, it's not because I hate you. Yeah. It's because I love her. Mm. Now, I sure would be glad if you put this off yeah. where I can tell you I love you and don't be you trying to hurt her. Telling you. And I'm going to keep telling you that. I'm going to keep telling you. Do, do you remember the story of what Dave Wilkerson did when Nicky Cruz came at him yeah, with that knife? I sure did. And, and, and Dave Wilkerson said, Nicky, I'm going to tell you something. You may cut me into a, a pile of pieces, mm -hmm. but I'm going to tell you every piece Every dying, bloody piece will be crying out how much I love you in Christ Jesus. And Nicky Cruz said mm. he tried to stick him. And couldn't go any he, further. He couldn't. Could. He said there was a hand on him, and he, that, he couldn't. That angel. And, and, and he finally yielded to it. This man, there's a story about this man. He uh, was staying next door to a neighbor, and the neighbor hated the man. And, and this man, so he said... Uh, what happened was he, he went on vacation and this neighbor got saved who hated him. And so he got saved and came back and cut the man's lawn while he was on vacation and manicures, all kinds of stuff. So the man comes back from vacation. He says, uh, well, who cut my lawn? So he went to the next door neighbor and said, who, who cut my lawn? I said, Joe did. He said, wait a minute, Joe doesn't even like me. What do you mean he cut my lawn? He said, well, yeah. He said, went over there, knocked on the door. Joe answered. He said, yeah, Bob, how you doing? He said, fine. He said, uh, Joe, I heard you cut my lawn. He said, oh, yeah. He said, well, how did you happen to do that? He said, it all started when I got born again. And he said, when I got born again, and then I heard the preacher talk about love. And he said, sometimes what happens in love, 
that if you can show love, you can, if you show people love, it's like heaping coals of fire on their head. And I just wanted to heap some coals of fire on your head. <laughs> That's not the kind of love he's talking about. No, no. He, he is saying this love that you're loving me with is the love that God supplies. Let's talk about that heaping see, coals. The, that, see, That's see, in the scripture. That absolutely, it's in the scripture. No, but the, he's, that, the Western man yeah. don't know what he's talking mm, about. Mm. You had desert people. It gets cold on that desert at night. And you, you keep a, a, you insulate some coal to keep a coal ember gotcha. going. Yeah, okay. We ain't got no matches. I understand. And you insulated that in your turban. Okay. Kept you warm. Yeah, well, and you could start a fire with it. Uh, you had to have the fire, man. Without a fire, yeah, you're yeah, yeah, really yeah. hurting. Uh -huh. So you keep the kindling. Right there. That coal kindling in your turban. And you come across a guy, and he's freezing. So what do you do? Heat coal. Take your coal of fire. And put it on his head. That's the love, my Lord. Now he's he's supplied in a bad place. Now, one woman said, "You're supposed to heat coal to fire on his head." She said, "I poured boiling water all over it." She actually said that. Man. I poured boiling water all over him. Then. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what Joe would think about. See, <laughs> see now, l let me show you what the world is operating in. This is what the world is operating in that, that has made the difference. Let's look at Galatians chapter 5. And I this, really shouldn't have said this, that. This is, yeah, I well, repent of well, that, I, Lord. I, I, <laughs> and I repent of mine, too. Praise <laughs> God. But uh, now I'm forgiven. Hallelujah. Yeah, amen. Hallelujah. Let's go on. Now, Look at Galatians chapter 5, and look what he says here in verse, uh, start at verse 18. For if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, watch this, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, reveling of such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, not so much talking about not being saved because this book was written to save folk, but pretty much what happens is we come out of the world, but now we've got to work and be taught so that we can get the world out of us. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Out of our thinking, see, because you can't transform something you're conformed to. And so now here he's talking about the works of the flesh. So I got to do something with this anger. I got to do something with so forth and so on. So as God is purging this, as that flesh gets out from control, under control, when I'm going into certain e events, circumstances, so forth, I've got a supernatural disposition here that can be released by faith that is a product of love that can harness my flesh in those situations and is found here in verse mm -hmm. 22. Mm -hmm. For the work, for the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, faith, meekness, temperance. 
against such there is no law. That's a big statement right there. Oh, that's big. See, this is temperance. This is, this is self-control. I got self, yeah. The law of love. My goodness. Now, all of these are in us when we get born again. Yes, sir. They're deposited there. But it's our choice as to whether we want to release them. And we've... You have to choose to believe this. You've got to choose to believe this. You've got to choose. And you'll see them kick in. And they'll kick in and that anger won't be there like you normally got angered about something. And it won't be there. I really had a a battle with that. Mm. Um, I had a lot of anger in me. Mm. And you've heard, I, you know, I just times I, I would just fly off the handle just in a second notice, particularly if I was really tired. Yeah. I'm talking about, I, man, I'm in the ministry and yeah. I, I'm already. I'm not talking about when I was, <laughs> yeah. before I got born again. Yeah. And, uh, the, and I, boy, one day I just had, I stopped here and had to rip. I said, Lord, I repent. Glory to God. He said, you're practicing anger. He said, that's the reason it's at the surface. So he said, it's, it, it's so shallow. It's at the surface that the least little thing will, will it'll, it'll trigger it before, and it'll get out of your mouth before you can check it. He said, now, you begin to start your day obeying the law of love. He said, you start by forgiving everybody. Don't wait till they're rude to you. You Forgive now. Be a forgiver. Develop this. Practice this. Practice love. What are we looking for? Perfected love casteth out fear. How do you get it? Practice makes perfect. That's what you do. You practice it. Now, I notice... Oh, and another thing he said, when you do that, you just, particularly natural sure. physical things, sure. you, you tried to turn that and it didn't work. A couple of times it didn't work. And then you just tear it up. Well, now it really ain't going to work. That's just <laughs> practicing anger. He said, repent immediately and judge yourself of it. I repent for practicing anger, Father. I repent of it right now. In the name of Jesus, I shouldn't have done that, and I repent of it, and I receive my cleansing. That, that in your eyes, that's sin, and, and I because you told me not to do it, and I did it again. It took a while. You got to practice. You got to practice. You got to practice. You? And you the more practice. you do it, the bigger it grows. Oh. The, the more you do it, the bigger it grows. That's why when they came around Jesus. There was such love forces. Oh. Man, they didn't want to leave. These, mm-hmm. the, these forces mm-hmm. of the Spirit, mm. you put all of those together. Yeah. Fruit, this is not fruit of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, 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 they, right. they mistranslated yeah, that by yeah, putting yeah. that capital right. S there. Right. It's not talking about the Holy Spirit. It's talking about your spirit. Yeah. Now, Put those together, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. When you get all those spiritual forces working as a unit, what do they produce? Holiness. That's what corrects the flesh. That is exactly right. Now, 
you again. you can't mm -hmm. you you yep. can't correct your flesh with natural forces. That's phony holiness. That's, that's, that's just right. religion. That, that's religion. That's what it is. Yes. But when these are working, yep. boy, it'll put your flesh where it belongs, and your flesh will get trained. Yes. It'll get to where it, well, Hebrews chapter 5 said it, it'll get to a place where it knows the difference between good and evil. Now, now watch this. Now let's look at Jeremiah chapter 17 in verse 19 and then come back to Matthew's gospel chapter 26. Now this, again, is Old Testament, but it's relevant for today. 17. Well, the flesh is Old Testament. Th that, that, Testament that is exactly so. right. Now, here's what he said in, ver in chapter 17, verse 9. Um, the heart is uh, deceitful above all things and uh, desperately wicked. Who can know it? Now, I know, again, it's talking about a heart, especially of a person who's not born again. But let's go over here to Matthew chapter 26 because there's a principle I want to bring out here. Now, this is Jesus now. He's working his way toward Jerusalem for his passion. And here's what Peter says to him. This is uh, Matthew 26 and verse 31. And then said Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into uh, Galilee. And Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of you, I will never be offended. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto you, that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples. Well, look what happened at verse 69. Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also was with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what you say. And when he was gone out of the por on the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them, That were there? This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. Now Jesus is being buffeted. He's, been, he's starting to be persecuted here. And again, he denied with an oath to do, uh, I do not know the man. And after a while came unto him, they that stood by and said to Peter, surely you are one of them for thy speech has betrayed you. Then began he to curse and swear saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crowed and Peter remembered the words of Jesus, which he said unto him before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. Mm. Now it's interesting how he thought he had something mm -hmm. he didn't have. Mm -hmm. And the Bible talks about guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of the forces of life. And we've got to protect that inside. As we put that in there, the Bible says, if you hang too close to an angry man, you'll be angry yeah, too. Yeah, that's true. And what we've got to do as people of God is we've got to keep that shield of faith up, blocking all the time. Remember, you're not like them. You're in this world, but not of this world. They are flesh and bone. You're not. 
<laughs> you, you are a child of Almighty God. You have the Spirit of God in you. You're totally different. You come from a whole different place. And so as you go into that, understand, don't be pulled aside by the things of the world because there's a lot of things going in. Seek the wisdom of God. He wants to raise you up as leadership. Why? He wants to save men's lives, not destroy them. And, and sometimes the mobs get stirred up and so forth and so on. But we've got, somebody's got to walk in love in this thing because some, God will use one person, like I said, if he can raise them up to influence a whole oh, group man, of yeah. people. Oh, yeah. See? And it might as well be you. That's it. Every, 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 every person has a seed of greatness in them. Yes, indeed. And it's the seed of the love of God mm. Poured mm. out by the Holy Ghost. Yes. But notice Peter wept and repented. Judas hung himself. He, he, he Both of them did the same both thing. Both of them did the same thing. That's hard on people to realize Yes, that. indeed. But instead of hanging himself, instead of killing himself, Peter repented. Oh, so if you, that if, is so if, rich. If you miss it. That is so good. Repent. Just repent. Repent. People have missed it before you. No matter how bad it looks, no matter what you did, repent. Stop. God knew you. He was there before you got there. <laughs> and just repent, Lord, forgive me. And here's what Paul said. Paul, who was hauling Christians off the jail and consenting to their death. Here's what Paul said. I did it ignorantly and unaware. I, I, didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. And I'm saying, you may not know what you're doing, but now you've awakened to some things. Forgive the brother. Forgive them. Amen. Let them go. I'm telling you, God still loves them. I know they're rebelling against him, but they know not what they do. Isn't that what Jesus said on the cross? They don't know what they're doing. They're, the enemy is running their thoughts. Now you've got to forgive. But let God raise you up as a leader because that's what they're looking for. They're looking for somebody that can lead them to the promised land. And God has raised you for this time. Praise God. I realized this, Bill, many, many years ago. Mm. When I, I started preaching inside prisons. prisons yeah. The scripture said that, that the enemy seeks the precious life. Well, beautiful are the feet of those that preach the gospel and carry glad tidings of good things come. And um, I realized how many men and women in prison are called to preach. And Satan was after that life all the yes. time. He saw it. He saw the mark of it. Even if they raised in a family that didn't even know God, he saw the mark of it. Yes, he did. And he set out after them, man, to kill them, to dry them up, to get them somewhere where they had never preached this gospel. Oh, goodness. Isn't this something? But he's after you. Mm. He's after you because he loves you. Amen. And he won't stop. He won't stop. He That's won't the stop. good news. <laughs> so I, I'm, I just, oh, <laughs> I, I just want to. If you're there and, and you've been holding bitterness, unforgiveness, no matter what it is and no matter who it is or what group it is or whatever, let it go. Let it go. And, and just, it go. just right now, just say this with me. Father, 
Father. I repent. I repent. Of holding unforgiveness. Of holding unforgiveness. Against anyone. Against anyone. And I ask you. And I ask you. To forgive me for it. To forgive me for it. And bless them, O Lord. And bless them, O Lord. And I receive it done. And I receive it done. By faith. By faith. Right now. Right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Whoa, thank you, Father. Brother Bill and I will be back in just a moment. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord. Lord.